0: Welcome to What The Finance Podcast, episode eight. We did it. We're here. We're down a man, but we're still going.
1: We got a lot of good stuff for you today. Scotto ditched us for OT. Wow. Better be making like at least
2: 200 an hour to diss to, to <laughs> us. <laughs> God, I gets a girlfriend can't afford to hang out anymore.
0: I think he's not here because uh, he didn't do so well in, in uh, the fantasy bracket.
2: So I think do he's dodging to to it.
0: That. All all the shit he's talking, and uh, the old boy finished on top of the pack, and uh, he didn't want to hear it.
2: Joe Biden, get this man another stimulus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we knew we'd hear Dean right out of the shoot bragging about his.
0: Dude, I can't even brag. It's like I fucking. I mean, it's guessing for most of it. It's just, what am I going to brag about?
1: Strength of schedule. You studied. That's it all I did. Studied it hard. <laughs>
0: That's all I looked at. Oh, my God. Anyway, so it's cool you got your first shot, I'm hearing. How did it go? Or when did you get it, first of all? I got it Thursday. You feeling all right? Yeah, I felt fine. Sore arm? It's like the dead arm or whatever. Dead arm, yeah. Got
2: the old Pfizer guy.
0: Nice. Yeah. I think that one's actually turning out to be a little bit better. It's like a little bit smaller of a dose.
2: Have you heard, like, much about the J&J one?
0: No. I did hear that they recalled, like, 15 million of them in Baltimore. Really? Yeah, that something happened. They wouldn't say... Exactly what happened during the manufacturing of it, but they recalled like a ton of them down in like Baltimore area.
2: Yeah, broomers tell me that like they're saving the J and J's for like teachers or something. Really? Well, I I just know that
1: Lauren's sister is a teacher and locally here, and um, they shut down the whole district and just did like a mass vax day. Like gave them them off, said go get it. Here it is, set them up, and they all got J and J.
0: I wonder why they're like reserving it for teachers.
1: I don't think reserve, but I think like certain. Like availability like it was made available to them very quickly as soon as they you know j&j was ready to release gotcha
0: them. i gotcha they're just they're trying to get mass vaccinate a bunch of teachers and that was available
1: yeah it makes sense especially if you're gonna have like half your teachers sick the next day anyway just give them off we're planning on a friday like make it so it works out for everybody
0: gotcha so on another note uh, sports are getting back into it. Uh, did you guys both go to the Phillies game, or who went to the Phillies game?
2: Yeah, it was uh, me, Broom, Scotto, and Davey. How was it, man? It was great. Was it? It was like seventy Just degrees. Felt like freedom. Yeah, <laughs> I was like high-fiving random people. Oh my, were you really? Yeah. God. Mean, when, the, when the Phillies came back in the eighth inning, it was. Uh,
0: you it stayed. For, yeah, you stayed for the whole game almost. Yeah, it was two nothing. Then. Good. I made a huge comeback. Yeah.
2: Phil
1: gets that first dose, and he's out there <laughs> high-fiving strangers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it just raw dog and strangers pretty much is what it is in 2021.
1: The type of game we saw like really made it like I was like saying it felt like playoff atmosphere in there. It's crazy. There was roughly eleven thousand fans and it it was so fucking loud and like you could feel the energy and then like uh the the Mets got a hit to like kind of stay in it in the ninth inning and keep keep themselves alive and like you could feel the energy drop and then like we get a good pitch and it would pick back up. Like it was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, eleven thousand. You got to scream for like what, like four or five people. You got to make up the difference.
2: Yeah, Scott did that. He did it for twenty people. I bet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> did The old four timers.
0: I don't know how he does it. Was but his yeah, face man. was his face beat red when he was yelling?
2: I thought he was going to lose his voice. <sighs> he was uh, yelling at Mets fans some some ignorant stuff, but you know. Was he classy? All right, not really. Classy. Welcome
0: to Philadelphia. Yeah. There was Mets fans there, though. That's cool. There's a lot. I guess there's some in the city. There's got to be a couple of Mets fans in the city. I'm sure some of them traveled down, too.
2: Yeah, they moved down here for work, same way we do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Mets home, uh, not home. It was the Mets' first game, too, yeah. their first couple got canned for COVID right. issues. So they probably traveled well if they could get their hands on tickets just because they haven't had a game yet.
0: Yeah, man. That's awesome. Did you guys do some tailgating?
1: Not really a little bit like I would say we got there at five thirty. Yeah. Um, in the back jetro lot, so not a Phillies owned lot. Yeah. But uh there was some tailgating going on, like some cornhole, some grilling and stuff back there. Uh but you know, we kind of just stood around and had three or four beers before we went in, but didn't do anything crazy. But I think all the Phillies owned lots are still pretty strict. Like they don't open open until six o'clock and they, they don't permit any kind of like you can't get tables and chairs out and stuff like that.
0: Jetro's like the wild west back there Anything goes Fights I remember getting back there one time A long time ago And some dudes just selling whippets Just out Like filling them up right there <laughs> yeah. Broad daylight yeah. Like have, I don't, have yourself a night <laughs> Have yourself
2: a night man. I mean there was a mattress under Like right, right over the Jetro wall Oh my Take a little nap Dear God you Got too drunk Whew. <laughs> But the one annoying thing is that At the Phillies game Just like the Sixers game Is that when you buy a beer now You yeah. have to buy food Really? Because they can't serve beer without food, like like a, a covert rule. I'm not really exactly sure.
1: Okay. Pretzels take covert away. You, you know that? Yeah. <laughs> the, salt. the salt. Yeah. 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 But,
2: so yeah, I mean. <laughs> Beers
1: aren't cheap there. They're like what, $12, 14 bucks? You throw a pretzel on top, now you can't get a beer for less than eight. Now they're just bucks.
0: milking. yeah, I was just gonna say now they're just milking this COVID thing. They're yeah. like they probably just need to make up some revenue for
1: I mean, imagine if you went there with like the intentions of like, man, I wanna get hammered at this game. Like it's gonna cost you hundred fifty bucks yeah. to get like six beers.
0: Yeah, how much are the beers there now? They go up at all it's
1: or roughly twenty bucks a beer with the beer and the pretzel. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, like eighteen bucks, probably about the best you can do. Oh
0: my god. And you have to buy a pretzel. You can't be like, yeah, I bought a pretzel like 20 minutes ago. No, every time. Every time.
2: It <sighs> actually makes no sense to tailgate now. Just go in hungry. Yeah, really? Yeah.
0: Dear God. And yeah. and drunk. Yeah. Holy shit. What were you drinking? Cuz Lights?
2: Uh, of course. They're still
0: tall boys? It's still tall doing tall boy. boys? Yeah, you gotta love that.
2: No cash, obviously. Just straight cards.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be touching that dirty money.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> Man, crazy. I'm jealous. That sounds like fun, guys. We'll have to, uh, maybe we can didn- get a group going to another game. Yeah. I think at the some tickets point.
2: are limits of four though. Like right now, like when first. you buy,
0: like somebody can only buy four. Yeah. Okay.
2: And that's probably oh, okay. like we could, we would have invited more people, but no.
0: Yeah. It's a, yeah. Fuck me. Well, I don't, my life doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, were, I don't, I don't really like the Phillies at all. I thought you
2: were wedding planning and stuff. Yeah, we are. Tell me about this melting pot date.
0: Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did she tell you about that? So James, uh, he wanted to go to melting pot one night and, um, yeah, I don't know. He was just like all about it. I'd never been to Melting Pot before.
2: Yeah, I me mean, neither. My sister loves this place. Though. Really?
0: Yeah, it's actually kind of fun. Mad people were making fun of us for going to it because we drove all the way to Jersey, and they're like, "Why are you leaving Philly? There's like world-renowned restaurants like within walking distance, and you're driving to what is it, Mount Laurel, no, Cherry Hill, Maple Shade, or something? You're driving to Maple Shade to go to fucking Melting. What are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I'd never been. Did you like it? Like it was, it was so
1: expensive.
0: Yeah. yeah, It was pretty fun. It was. It was good. It was good. I ate until I felt like I was gonna throw up. Jesus. We got, we got like a we got a ton of food. I mean, what was our bill? It was like almost two hundred dollars, right? For us two. Yeah. It was like four hundred bucks, but yeah, it was like one seventy or something. Melissa's like, yeah, just throw in the lobster tail, whatever. She's like, it's just. Or, I'm like, why? There's so much food here. Why do you want to? not true. That is oh true. Oh
2: god. No, I never said. That. Yeah, throw the lobster tail in. We'll Wasn't take that. Was the lobster that. tail the best part though? Probably was.
0: It was good. It was actually really good. Yeah.
2: Do you cook like the meat yourself? Yeah. Okay, so they did give you like a little grill or whatever.
0: Yeah, there's, like, a – yeah, I guess I should explain what it is for – I guess people have – so there's, like, just a little stove on the table, and they – you do your first course, which is, like – what the heck was it? Cheese and veggies. Cheese and veggies. So they melt cheese, and you dip, like, veggies and bread in, and then we got a salad after, and then they bring out oil. And there was, like, like a wine-flavored oil, and there was, like, a – Like, a Caribbean – oh, broth, flavored broth, and then we did, like, fish and meats in them, too. And then afterwards, there was like dessert, and they melt chocolate, and you dip like Rice Krispies and all sorts of stuff in there, and it was so, it was so much food. It was good. Though. It was fun. It was pretty fun. And our waiter, uh, apparently, there was, like, he was gone for, like, at the end. We're, like, trying to pay and get the fuck out of there. And he, like, disappears for, like, 10, 15 minutes. He's like, oh, sorry, man. There was this rapper from Philly over there I had to go talk to. <laughs> i <I'm> like, what? <laughs> apparently, this is, like, a pretty hot spot. Like, nice. melting so, pot. M-Mil was
2: getting some melting pot? Yeah,
0: we got rappers in here. We got, there's a dude with a Maserati parked out front. I was like, yeah, we got to be at a good spot here. Anyway, it was pretty fun. I think I, I don't want to be gross, but I pooped like four times the next day <laughs> it was so much food
2: the thing about that is like you eat so much it's like the night's over you yeah know, like i gotta get home yeah i, I slept fell asleep good. immediately yeah yeah
0: anyway
1: let's take a quick quick break and take a get quick break all
0: right yeah that sounds good we'll be right back <laughs> And we are back to What the Finance Podcast with our guest caller, Amir. Excited to have this guy on. Broom, you want to play him in, talk a little bit about him?
1: Yeah, so we we like talking about any way you can make money outside the the daily grind, 9 to 5. We all got a little entrepreneur spirit in ourselves. Um, And and I've been following along with Amir here, who's been stepping into it, uh, putting himself out there. He's doing a great job so far, so figured we'd have him on and see what it's all about, see what he can, what kind of insight he's got for us. So, Amir, welcome. How you doing?
3: Hey, how's it going? Uh, Thank you for having me on. Uh, Great to be on. I'm very excited to talk about a couple of new things I've been working on starting this year. Uh, To start off, my name is Amir Roth, uh, Palmyra resident pretty much all my life, uh, been in New Jersey just as long. Um, so where I'm at right now, uh, just to give a quick background is, uh, I just finished up college in December, which is kind of why I've been, um, doing so much, uh, entrepreneurially or, uh, just even trying to help the community. I'm kind of at that point where I'm trying to figure out where, you know, my life is going to go from here. Um, I'm currently 29. So I'm I'm at that point where I want to make, uh, some big moves before 30. Like, you know, a lot of people think that way um as far as uh, starting the businesses the first one i started in january is called building communities better bcb for short uh that organization is uh my main my main uh focus uh of everything that i'm doing uh that is the platform that i'm using to meet new people to help uh or uh communities such as palmyra um cities like camden and philadelphia uh, I am very new to community service, so everything I uh, do and everything I uh, try to organize is with help of other people that have been doing this pretty much their whole life. Um, and then coming from the uh, actual community service and my building communities better, I just started a fruit company that makes a uh, smoothies, juice, and fruit bowls. That is where uh, I'm going to try to actually create profit and things like that uh, with the actual food products, the drinks, and I have merchandise that I plan on selling as well. Um, So uh, pretty much, yeah, to sum it up, um, I'm experimenting. Um, I'm having fun. Uh, I'm trying different things that, you know, actually have to do with my lifestyle, uh, whether it's community service, dealing with people. Um, I'm a health nut. And I'm I'm also really into finance myself. Uh, I have my bachelor's in economics. Um, Some of my most favorite people that I watch every day on YouTube, such as like Thomas Sowell and others, Uh I like that. All economists. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, uh everything that you guys, you know, I keep up uh on some of the things that you have on Instagram. Um so I'm I'm very aware of what you're speaking of, but you guys are very informative too. Uh I learn a lot, uh just straight off of social media.
0: I appreciate the kind words. Uh and congratulations on uh getting your degree, dude. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: What a, what a time to be, uh, dipping your toe in, into entrepreneur too. Uh, yeah. it, it's gotta be tough. Come sort of coming out of COVID here. I like to start to say coming out of COVID, but, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely, you know, not the easiest time, but, uh, yeah, we we definitely see what you're doing too on social media and, and support it so much. It's very cool to, to follow along. Um, I appreciate the, the posts and the amount of posts so I can stay informed and, and really feel like I'm, I'm involved, but, um. I, yeah, guess, I guess w- where I'll go next is um, kind of what made you want to start each of them, if you, know, if you can talk about each one individually.
3: Yeah, so the first one, Building Communities Better, that's my main project that I'm working on. Everything else is under that umbrella. Uh, the community service is actually, uh, I was just speaking with my family, something that I've been trying to put together since 2014, about four years out of high school uh, when college was kind of rough. Um, I wasn't focused. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to see about starting a community center in Newark uh, right across the street from their new police center. And it's just, you know, like when you're young, of course, especially in your early 20s, you're very ambitious. And you think as long as you think of something, uh, it's just going to happen. But, you know, you got to get all the pieces together. So my building communities better has been uh, kind of a project over the last about six years. Um, starting in January, kind of, you know, the time when everybody wants to have their new New Year's resolution, I said that I'm going to start actually doing things, especially if it doesn't cost that much money to do. I'm just going to actually do it and then just go from there. So I created the LLC, and I said from there, I'll just, you know, I'll watch YouTube videos, I'll Google whatever information I need, and I'll speak to people that have small businesses as well, and I'll figure this out myself um so the building community better that is going to be uh everything that has to do with my lifestyle what type of person i am helping people um getting to know people and eventually one day maybe you know in 10 15 years actually being some type of public official and um being on a higher level in the community uh something i definitely have in my back pocket uh and like then that. just to kind con- yeah it's um definitely definitely something i'm considering it's a little uh a little nerve-wracking, of course, being in, in the public eye and, you know, giving everyone information. But I don't really have that much to hide either. Um, and then kind of to to go into my uh, Mir's Mixes. So my name's Amir, uh, shortened it to Mir's Mixes. Uh, mixes is the name I chose only because the fruit is where I'm going to be focused on. But I'm going to be branching off into other healthy snacks and things like that. Um, This is my experiment pretty much with one, getting the community healthy, which is like one of my biggest, like I'm like serious, uh, seriously uh, over the top of Cal Health. I really want to help people kind of just be a little bit more conscious, uh, mostly just because of the condition that my family's in. So it kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh, But the second thing is, is that just being financially minded, I do want to have some type of platform to start generating some type of income to where I can get out of the uh, I guess what they call the rat race. Um, I want to be able to create <laughs> hours for myself. Yeah, man. Um, I want to be able to literally just create a brand. Um, and I don't want the profit to come from the community service per se. I just want the customer base and the, I guess the, the just knowing who I am in my business to come from uh, the community service that I do.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I like that idea of, you know, dr- getting a following from one and then transitioning it over to the other and we totally hear what you're saying on the health side. I, I know Dean, especially, you know, he's into um, researching different d- diseases and, and illnesses and what kind of uh, me- medicines can possibly help. And I think that he would probably tell you that health would be the number one medicine, followed by all
2: the rest. Yeah, of it.
0: yeah. It's funny. I was yeah. gonna, I was actually going to say that too, and especially when we're living in this time of this pandemic. We're seeing a lot of the deaths uh, are occurring because of folks have a lot of other comorbidities, things that are um, impacting their health, and then they get COVID, yeah. and then uh, that kind of really complicates things when, when they're in the hospital. So, um, yeah, anything we can do to make our population as a whole healthier, our, our po- if our population is healthier, we're going to be able to survive something like this a lot more easily.
3: Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it's an
0: awesome goal that you got, man. It's, it's seriously awesome. Yeah,
3: thank you. Yeah. So Thank you. Am- Definitely Amir, keeping me busy.
1: Amir, what's been the, maybe you already said this, maybe, what's been the most rewarding part?
3: Yeah, so the most rewarding part um, is meeting the new people. Uh, it's funny because you always think of Palmyra as a small town. It's like, you know, if you went to elementary and high school, you kind of know who everybody is. But I've met probably 10 to 15 people that are lifetime Palmyra residents as myself that I've never met. And I'm like, how does that happen? And it's probably just because I haven't reached out as much after high school. Uh, I moved to South Carolina for a little bit, worked in Philadelphia, things like that. Yeah, I like to get uh, up and move. Where in South Carolina were you? So out of high school in 2010, I actually went to Clemson in Anderson County. I went to Clemson University for altogether three years. Did you really? uh, Back and forth. Yeah. Brim, did you know this
0: already? I did, yeah. You son of a bitch. I went to Clemson too, man.
3: Oh, for real? That's yeah, awesome. dude. He didn't yeah, even. T- Tigers, he didn't, man. Yeah, man, go Tigers! I can't believe he didn't
0: even tell me that though. That's fu- that's messed up.
3: Nah, yeah, yeah. So I was down, and and South Carolina is actually like, um, it's like it's almost a second home to me. It's my uh, cool. it's my equal opposite in New Jersey. Yeah. Because you know the south, you know the south and the north are two different worlds almost. <sighs> but it's at the same time, it's like I love all the good parts of the south. Like yeah, when yeah. everything when everything's as it should be, it's, it's awesome. But yeah. yeah, so I was at Clemson. Um, for a little bit um, and then came back up here. But as far as the, re- uh, the rewarding part with uh, just meeting the people that I didn't get the chance to while I wasn't here, and then also, too, learning at this time, I guess this is kind of going to go into the next question of what, what's been the struggle, the, uh, the COVID, uh, you know, just shutting things down. It's a bittersweet situation because, you know, businesses closing and people being affected is never going to be a good thing. But the loans and things that they're giving out to to people that are just knowledgeable to kind of do the research on it is has really been beneficial. Um, you know, if you apply for some of these loans after you've been established for a few months or so, um, especially after about a year um, and then just just the different opportunities that are available, like if you want to start a storefront. Like it's bittersweet, but you know, if you are someone that just so happened to kind of start a business within the last year or two, you can make something happen during all the chaos that's going on. Right. Yeah, the the struggle is obviously just the the everything going on. But um, besides that, any any stress from like doing my own business is, is not really bad to me. I'd rather that stress from stressing over like a corporate job or something like that. No.
0: <sighs> is that a big driver and why you wanted to become an entrepreneur?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I um, like yeah. I, I got, got to a point at my job where I'm like, if I don't honestly see myself getting a, a a reasonable promotion after seven to eight years at a corporation, um, to where I can start a family and buy a house, I'm not going to like, kind of just like, uh, lean on face that something's going to happen. I'm just going right. to make something happen at this point.
0: I like that, man.
1: Awesome. Hey, so yeah. that's a lot about what's going on today. So, like, what's your vision? Where do you see this? You know, if if all goes right, and we sure hope hope it does, you know, three years from now, five years from now, wh- where do you see this going?
3: Yeah. So in the future, um, yeah, in three to five years is my my kind of timeline that I have to be where I really what I really have uh, imagined. But I want to have the community service to a point where it's you know reputable. Like when you think of community service in Burlington and Camden County. And maybe even in Philadelphia, you think of building communities better. Um, And in no way do I want to be like, I don't care if I'm the biggest or the best or anything like that. I want to be involved with all the other organizations that are going on as well. Um, I want to have separate branches, such as like maybe a carpentry, people that work on houses and things like that. Um, People that do the cleaning services, whether it's... the actual environmental cleaning or even just people's houses that need help. Um, for example, today, uh, I went and raked a lady's, uh, backyard that just kind of, her backyard just kind of went, went, to, went its way because she doesn't have any help because she's elderly. So just people that are willing to, if they have free time to not ask, to do things without asking for money. Um, and then as far as, uh, anything that has to do with, uh, mirrors, mixes, uh, the fruit juice or anything like that, I'm kind of just trying to see which direction I want to go with that. Um, but whatever I do, I want to have I want to have a broad uh, business plan. Like I want to have merchandise. Um, I'm thinking about even I found a, a website where you can get like plush dolls made, um, bobbleheads, uh, T-shirts, things like that. So I'm, I'm going to try a little bit of everything. I'm going to invest some money, uh, see what sticks. Uh, one of the things I like is, you know, you throw the dart at the board and see what sticks. Um, and then one of them could be it. You know, one of them could be the money maker or just, you know, get me to where I need to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And the merch is interesting. I, I like that too. We, we got some merch made for our podcast and it was fun kind of designing it and seeing like yep. what, what costs more, you know, a hat you can get done for what? 12 bucks, a koozie you get done for three bucks, you know, kind of find yeah. out, find out, you know, what kind of margins you can, you could get and stuff like that and then find what people like, like, you know, people like something silly, like a pop socket on their phone, you know, maybe people yeah. go go nuts over that compared to a t-shirt. Um, it's, it's Absolutely. interesting.
0: You, you were talking about um, the community service. Can people volunteer to help you out?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, where can I'm they find now, out? This, this, yeah, so this part has actually been, I guess, if you can call it a struggle, is getting myself organized to okay. actually organize people. Um, my first thing that I had planned was doing a cleanup event, um, which actually I was going to do it in Camden, um, but I found uh, I was speaking to someone in Riverton and they said, that there's an area uh, behind the park that needs cleaning, and then the nature cove in Palmyra. So once I have more information on that, I actually do have a website, um, buildingcommunitiesbetter.com. Uh, I'm going to try to keep that updated all the time. Uh, on the website at the bottom, you can actually subscribe to my uh, email list, uh, bcborg, uh, bcborg at outlook.com. Um, I'm going to try to get a little bit more consistent with sending out a, a, a monthly newsletter that explains everything I'm potentially doing and things that we've done already uh, to let people know that, you know, I am actually active. And then eventually kind of have some membership, some type of membership, uh, people that get like free patches, stickers, hats and things like that that are regular, regularly helping out um, and things like that. Um, just, you know, trying trying different things every week.
1: That's good. So you're, you're, you're already got the website and everything going, um, working on the email list. I know you got the socials. Um, we'll, we'll try to help you promote them for sure. We don't have the the most followers in the world, but we're working on it too. We'll we'll share it out there, (laughs) share the story. Um, I, I think you're doing a hell of a job. Um, I guess one last question on, on the businesses and then we'll get to the fun stuff. Um, how can we order some smoothies?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I have the menu on the website, on the buildingcommunitybetter.com website. Uh, but if you reach out to me anyway at all, um, I always have my uh, my actual business cell phone number posted. Um, I freely give that number out, 609-505-4174. Any social media, uh, Facebook, uh, I have my name, Amir Jamil. Jamil, my middle name, but my name is Amir Ross. Uh, on uh, Instagram, Amir R17X. And then uh, building communities better on Instagram, you can always just put in an order, uh, whether it's a fruit ju- juice, a smoothie, or a fruit bowl. I do uh, regular sizes and sharing sizes, and I have potentially any fruit you can name. Um, I have about two or three people that I go to. If it's something like insanely exotic, and you think that I might not have it, try asking. I, I might have it.
1: All right, awesome. We'll definitely be hitting you up then. What, what kind of lead time do you need? Like a day or two, or, or
3: what, what's that? Uh, so honestly, I mean, I, people ask at any time and if, as I kind of ask, what is the convenience for them? So like, I, I try to make the juices as you order them. I don't like to let anything sit. So if somebody orders a juice, uh, say they, they message me at nine o'clock in the morning, I'll let them know I'm done work at four. I'm going to try to have it ready by five or six. And then where can I drop it off at? Or do you want to meet me somewhere? So I usually like to have them made, but Within the next week, no no more than a week, I will have actual um, bottles uh, like with the full logo and everything on it. So I'll be able to actually update the menu and update uh, how I, you know, deliver and meet up with people.
1: Damn, you're just moving right along. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. We're, we're definitely going to support you and follow along. But hey, we Oh uh, yeah, and you guys as well. We we ask everybody some fun questions at the end here. We're on episode 8, so you're our eighth. No, we didn't we missed one or two, so you m- you might be like our sixth or seventh guest caller. Our okay. first
0: entrepreneur though. We've been trying to have some on and,
1: Yeah. Um,
3: oh, okay. Nice.
1: Yeah, man. So this is the fun stuff and I don't know why we asked this question. We we might have to edit this to just what's your favorite <laughs> trick. No one ever answers it right, but uh if you were to choose one, would you choose a white Claw or truly
3: I'm going to say truly only because last summer I didn't even know what it truly was. And I went down to, um, Myrtle beach to uh you know, visit my friend Ryan, which I'm, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. and we, we, that was, that was pretty much the, the center of the vacation right there. Drinking <laughs> truly on the beach. I like so it. I'm going to go with truly. Hey, yeah. Nice.
0: Noth-
1: nothing wrong with drinking. Trulis any, an,
0: any actually answered the question. Everybody else is like, ah, oh, Jack Daniels. We're like, what?
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a- <laughs> 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 oh man. Um so next one is uh what who's your favorite athlete and then who's your least favorite athlete?
3: So favorite athlete, uh my corny answer is gonna be uh, LeBron James, but my favorite athlete for the for almost my entire life was uh uh oh my god, what the heck? Uh Megatron on uh, on the Lions. Uh I was like a Lions fan only because of him, uh, Chad Johnson. I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Yeah. And um and uh, th- that was like my favorite player for the longest only because that was like the the best wide receiver uh, when we were growing up um, it- on like the absolute worst team. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Um, but those are like my two favorite athletes, one not playing anymore and obviously one still playing, which is insane. Yeah.
0: I was just reading the other day that LeBron sent like 2,000, more than 2,000 kids or paid for 2,000 kids college or something like that. I thought that was pretty awesome.
3: Yeah. Oh, and that was Calvin Johnson. I sounded like a idiot. I got his name wrong. <laughs> yeah, just <to> <laughs> No worries.
1: We know who you meant. Yeah. Um, what about least favorite? Anyone you
3: hate? Um, least. Let me see. Least favorite athlete. Um. Hmm. No, i don't think anybody in particular but if if i would a least favorite characteristic of an athlete is uh people that get to the league that are very good in uh high school or college and absolutely blow it, uh on personality that's one thing that makes me sick yeah to get given a chance like that and just waste it on being selfish
1: yeah yeah you, you have the yeah. talent and you you waste it
3: yeah that's a yeah no no in particular person but if any if i if there's ever a year I notice someone like that that's a person that just blows my mind.
0: Just throw all that money out the window
1: <laughs> how, about a, how about a an, an iconic person you'd like to sit down with
3: hmm let me think let me think um I would say um so not that this person is my favorite person but it's someone that I've kind of uh been um studying is uh, the supreme court justice uh what's his name clarence uh thomas clarence thomas uh, yeah yeah so the gentleman that you know the uh, the black uh, supreme court justice yep. and the reason why actually is just because one supreme court justices that's almost like a lifetime job they in this country the amount of things that have changed just i mean honestly over the last like 20 or 30 years but if you're talking about 50 or 60 Um, I would like to just see how these people think. And he was one of them, um, only because he's been in the business for so long, I call it business, but he's been in in, in the job for so long. And then, you know, just being a black American, I'd like to see it from his uh, perspective as well.
0: Dude, he's had a hell of a a run, man. He appointed in 1991 by Bush senior. They actually accused, they accused him of sexual harassment uh, of a woman and it was totally false, but they were just trying to get him out of his seat they were trying to unseat him yeah. and uh man yeah. i mean that guy he's had a he's had a crazy crazy run in there but yeah that's awesome man i like it
3: yeah that's a good pick uh, hey thanks for the fact too i didn't even know that yeah <laughs> <Awesome>.
1: <laughs> how, how about uh do you have any book show or podcast recommendation
3: yeah so actually um what's the one podcast well books um let me see. What am I always reading? What's his name? Napoleon Hill. That's one of my, uh, uh, one author that I think that a, a lot of people either know or they may have heard of a book from him. Uh, but he's really good. I have a couple of books from him. Um, podcasts. Uh, one that I'm kind of addicted to, and this is probably a little nerdy, but it's called, um, what is it called? Bio Biopics on YouTube. It's something like that, but it's pretty much this gentleman named Simon. And he uh, just discussed like literally anybody, whether it's past, past, past and for present, um, and you know, usually 15 to 40 minute videos, but he's super informative and I'm all into history. Like all day, I'll just sit there and watch history. So that's, nice. uh, yeah, as an author and as a, uh, you know, like a YouTube channel, that's somebody that's two recommendation.
1: I love those quick ones where like you can pop it on for 15, 20 minutes and you learn a whole lot of shit in that small amount of time. And you feel so accomplished. Like I could give 20 minutes of my day all the time to learn something.
3: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely.
1: And then uh, last one, who's a girl crush of yours?
3: A girl crush, um, I'm going to have to, well, new, I'm going to have to say the singer Scissor. Uh, I'm a little obsessed with her. That's my girl. Okay. And then um, old school, I'm going to say Janet Jackson.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, when I was young, you know, when, when I was young, that was like one of the first women that like, when you, when you kind of like start like liking women when you're like a real young kid it was, that was like the first woman that I was like yo man if, if that was if she was like either my age or if I was older she would be it
0: didn't they do that thing at the Super Bowl where they like Justin Timberlake popped her boob out on accident
3: or <laughs> yeah, yep yep man. yep she, we were she, actually just talking about how he pretty much survived that his career survived seriously that. it's a shame because like
0: serious. when you say her name anymore it's like that's the first thing that pops into my head but like she should be known for so much more than that and it's like man why is that the one thing that I always think of first
3: the, <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> stages in the world you can't yeah. mess up yep yep everyone remembers
1: <laughs> all right well yep. sweet this, this has been a lot of fun like Dean said first entrepreneur um, definitely something we want to keep doing um, hopefully we can check in with you in, in six months or a year or so, and you'll be so much further down the line, but, uh, we're definitely going to order some smoothies. So we'll, we'll get those
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, can you, oh, pl- yeah. can you plug everything one more time before you get out of here? Just yeah, like, absolutely.
3: What you- yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first off, I want to say thank you to What's the finance for having me on tonight. I'll definitely make sure to shout you guys out whenever I can. Um, and everybody stay up to date on everything they're doing. Um, as far as me, uh, again, my name is Amir Roth. Uh, my co- uh, community service organization is Building Communities Better, BCB for short. And then my fruit company that I make uh, juice, smoothies, and fruit bowls is called Mir's Mixes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Amir Jamil or Amir Roth. It should come up under both. Uh, my picture is me holding a smoothie in a fruit bowl. And uh, on Instagram, uh, my name is Amir r 17 x And then you can also uh, follow my Instagram page for Building Communities Better. Uh, And then also go to my website, www.buildingcommunitiesbetter.com. Everything is on there and subscribe to my email, bcborg at outlook.com. Keep you updated on everything with the newsletter. Uh, And again, a thank you for everything, guys. Really appreciate it.
1: You're crushing it, man. Keep up the good work and we'll follow along. All
3: right. Thank you. You as well. We'll we'll see you. All right. Have a good one.
0: And we're back, coming to you live with some financial information to keep you folks educated and updated. Broom, what's going on in the financial
1: sector? Uh, we had a little bit of news this week. Just a little uh, bit? I don't know if you call it a, a scam or a scandal or a, what you call it, but uh, basically some foreign investment banks... Credit Suisse, I'm going to call it. Dean thinks it might be Credit Suisse. But uh, <laughs> basically, really large investment bank in Switzerland uh, is going to be taking some major losses. Uh, basically, what someone did was this guy, Bill Huang.
0: Bill Huang. Got a big um, Huang for doing what he did.
1: You, you might have heard Archegos uh, was basically the investment fund that he had. Um, and he had about $10 billion dollars. And from what I understand, I'm not the the expert on this, but basically he was going to different banks and borrowing against the $10 billion that he did have. And so basically think of it this way. If you have $10 billion and you invested in the market and whatever you invested in, say it's Apple, goes down 50%, all right, you still got $5 billion. But if you take your $10 billion and take on debt against it, um, basically or say lever it up, um and then the market goes down 50 percent. then you have like negative like you're gonna start owing people so that's what happened here yeah the term
0: for what kind of trading he was doing was total return swaps yeah he was i could not remember that. that's why i had to like write that down because i could not lock that into my head but i don't i don't know much about total return swaps do you know a little bit about them
1: not really but it's, it's it's basically
0: all i read was like you 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 basically lock in on a price and then you're basically, you, you're given it as a credit. You don't actually have to front the money immediately.
1: It's the same thing that happened in the retail investor world with on Robinhood when okay. they were fronting all this money for people and right. people were overextending themselves. It's gambling. I mean, it's a yeah. huge gamble. Yeah. You're, so, you're
0: assuming that the price is going to go up, but if it goes down, you not only owe them the money for what you bought in at, but now you're you're owing even more money because the price is going. So down.
1: the problem was not where it sort of becomes a scam. So nothing about right, that right. is illegal, right? So it's an investment product. You can go out there in the market and buy. Where it sort of becomes a scam is he went to, say, four different banks and say, hey, I have $10 billion to put up as collateral. How much can I borrow against it? And they all gave him, say, a $25 billion loan against it. So now he's got the same $10 billion collateralized four times. Right. And they don't all know about it. He does it all at the same time, you know. There's no liens against him or
2: UCCs against him that quickly because he did it all so closely. Yeah. Well, the reason like no one knew is because it the firm he was running was a fa- it was like a family investment, family firm. fund. Yeah. Right. I I just learned about so, this too. So it's he like this whole thing, thing is to um, put out like his investments every quarter. Right. Right.
0: You kind of can hide what you're doing a little so bit. So
2: they're talking about like the SEC is gonna have to like look into this stuff because like yeah. what it did to these like ten to fifteen stocks. Yeah, in the past
1: week.
0: Yeah, so like a background on Bill Huang too. He had he had a company before this. It was called like Tiger Trading or something like that, and yeah,
1: he, which I think is how he made a lot of his money. Like made that. a lot
0: of his that money did pretty well.
2: But then he got not related to Tiger from H H M Pod.
0: That's right. But he Full he disclosure. he got it, he got involved in a uh, legal issue with the way he was investing. But he did he did get fined like almost five million dollars and had to and owed like five million. And after that incident, he probably. Went and studied up on how to avoid, you know, getting into this same legal action again, and then founded Archigos. So he totally canned tiger trading, founded Archigos under this family funding. What is it called? Family, yeah, family funds, which what you just explained is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit sketchy, a little bit.
1: It's, Nothing illegal. It's just like a way. It's usually more like venture capital is a is yeah. a, a family firm.
2: Yeah, um, people getting in early. Usually you don't have like $10 billion to throw around right. as, a, as a family. <laughs> right, right? So right. usually it's not like a big deal. Right. And it's usually not levered up that much.
0: Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the huge difference. So what, so Brun, what exactly happened? So he's this guy, Bill Wang, he's got 10 billion. Well, no, then, now he's
2: got
1: negative. He's got well, zero, now, but and he has debt.
0: I'm talking about the actual event, like, because some other bank, like, so um,
1: yeah, there was a couple of banks, a couple of American banks were involved here. I don't have them in front of me. I apologize, um, but uh, all I all I read was they're, they're gonna take losses. Like he owes them whatever it is twenty is, dollars, $20 and he yeah. doesn't
0: have it. Like Goldman, all what I read was Goldman Sachs got wind that this was imminent, and they sold off, and they sold or off.
1: They, yeah, they sold it to another smaller firm,
0: and Arch or um, sorry, Credit Swiss, Swiss, however you want to say it, did not catch wind of this, right, and suffered. Like a billion in losses in one day, yeah. And they actually, I think they ended up firing their or they or they let them step down. They're they're like security, uh, and trading um, board members. I well, can't remember. I think their names.
2: Goldman is going to take some losses, but oh, they were like near like Credit Suisse. Okay, they were just giving these like large blocks of stock to like they would take forty or fifty cents on the dollar, and that's why like some of these stocks crashed by a lot. Right. Versus Credit Suisse, which is going to be a big problem. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that that's
1: exactly what happened. They, they saw it coming, and they um, basically packaged it all together and said, here you go, someone else take this. We'll give you this
2: huge discount on it. Right. I mean, so the exact number is $4.7 billion for Credit Suisse?
1: That's,
0: I mean, that's, that's insane.
1: So, yeah,
2: it, it had a hit on the markets,
1: basically, why we bring it up. It was news this week, obviously. Um, it involves investment banks and everything like that, but it – the stocks that uh, Huang was in specifically that were involved here all took major hits this week too.
0: One of them was Tencent. I'm yeah, hearing
1: uh, it's quite a few of the Chinese companies. I, I mean, really all of them, like the Babas and the Baidu's, all of them yeah. all down. Baidu, um, yeah, yeah. And then there, it, he was big on like Viacom CBS, which had been on a massive run up, right. and it just kind of stalled out recently. And that was one of the big ones that started taking his portfolio down. Right. Um, just on like a, a, dip, like nothing crazy happened there. It was just on a long run. Um, he got in probably too late, I guess. But, um, but yeah, so it had some impact on the market of, of really knocking some stocks down. So hopefully once we get through this, this news cycle, um,
2: it, it should help the overall market too.
0: Luckily, I don't think any of us were really invested in many. I events. mean,
2: how do you feel about these stocks? Cause fundamentally yeah. they haven't yeah. changed. Yeah. Like if you believed in Alibaba as a big company. Yeah. Still the same it's thing. Still the same yeah. thing. It's just some guy. Cost it? I don't. It's it's about your like risk tolerance of your portfolio. If you want. to. So who really?
0: Who's the losers here? I mean, Bill Huang, but I mean, he. I I can't feel bad for him. Um, Credit Suisse. So who would be losing through credit Credit Suisse? Their their, investors. Their stock stock went down. Their their invest did it. Okay, so then you got to feel bad, I guess, for them. Uh, Man, if you're if you're, you know, through Goldman Sachs. Wow.
1: Yeah, their their stock had like the largest one day drop ever. I think Credit Suisse. Yeah my god yeah they're going to take a major hit
0: yeah if it was just bill huang that got impacted i don't think they would do anything but i mean it's impacting more than just him so i mean what do you think do you think they should pass regulations and and where what do you think what's your what's your gut feeling here
1: uh i th- i mean i i think regulation is not the best idea i think yeah. there's got to be some way to just watch it a little closer yeah or there's there's got to be more checks and balances like when you lever something up it's got to be known to the market a little more clearly.
0: I think that's a fair compromise,
1: or at least internally between banks. Because if yeah. other banks would have known he already used that as collateral, they yeah. wouldn't have put another loan out on it. Just it's the same as you know, people can't have more than one loan on a house, or three or four loans on a house. At least maybe you can have
0: two. What do you think, cool? I think that's fair. No, but, I agree. I think I yeah. agree
2: with, Broom with the uh, investment banks need to communicate more. Yeah, between. T- between each other.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to say the same thing. So I think, yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I just afraid that I'm afraid like, you know, if we start talking about something else other than that, and we start talking about other regulations then I'm like, oh God, you know, cause it's like at a certain point, you, like how many more regulations can we throw in that are actually going to have a benefit? You know, I think what you guys are talking about is pretty fair though.
1: I work for a bank and I know the regulation, so I'll never be in favor of more regulation, (laughs) but there's gotta be some just like a system, like a software that's just more something sharing um, inner company a little better.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, let's go. What else we got here? We got more than just that, right?
1: Yeah. The other news, I don't know if it was this week, but since we last talked was Biden's infrastructure plan.
0: Um, I'm kind of liking it actually. yeah, Yeah. I
1: think for people our age, is is good because we're yeah. still young we're going to reap all the benefits from it yeah. so i'll let you get into the benefits i'll just give it a real quick yeah so basically it looks like it's roughly two trillion dollars um and it's going to be paid for um by the tax increase that's going to happen on the corporate side so these are these large public companies that we talk about all the time right um, looks like they're gonna get a tax hike proposed from 21 to 28 I've heard it could maybe settle somewhere in the middle, but basically that increased revenue coming in to the government is how they'll pay for this infrastructure package. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'll let you go into a lot of the details. Um, It's kind of a couple different.
0: I'll just shoot through them real quick um, and then kind of give you my two cents. So all this is coming from whitehouse.gov, just so people know I'm not making it up. So like Broom said, uh, there's going to be $2 trillion earmarked And it sounds like they're still trying to work out the details of this plan, but here's what I found on WhiteHouse.gov. Fixing infrastructure is a big one. They're going to do 20,000 miles of highways, repairs. They're going to pick the 10 most significant bridges, economically speaking, and then 10,000 small bridges and repair them. (laughs) They're going to do ports and airports, give them it, literally on whitehouse.gov it says they're going to freshen them up, <laughs> and then transit systems, they're going to expand transit and rail systems. So if that all sounds kind of vague, it, it, it it's that's how it is on their website, and I was kind of a little bit unhappy with how vague they were, so um, I'll just one, keep... One oh, yeah. more
1: piece in that bucket before yeah. we move to the next one, um, there's going to be EV electric vehicle infrastructure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As more people get all these cars, they're going to need the chargers. Oh, you're and right. Maybe I did forget that. it'll connect to traffic lights and shit like that. So some yeah. sort of infrastructure. I don't know the exact details, but... Yeah, to, like charging stations yeah, and stuff exactly. like that.
0: Yeah, thank you. I forgot that. Um, then that's infrastructure. Then they're going to focus on water. They're going to try to eliminate all lead pipe drinking <laughs> water systems in the United States. They're going to try to give broadband to every American in, in the United States... This is a little factoid on WhiteHouse.gov. They said 35% of rural Americans lack access to broadband completely. It's just a lot of people. Um, Then we're going to construction. Construction of affordable housing and retrofitting commercial buildings, schools, and childcare facilities. Here's where it really starts to get vague. Um, It doesn't say what they're going to retrofit them with. It just says they're going to retrofit them. Maybe solar panels? I don't really know. Uh, Solidifying the infrastructure of our care economy, this means like um, uh, nursing homes, Uh, revitalizing, manufacturing, again, that's all it said, super vague, and creating good quality jobs that pay high wages, again, super vague, what does any of this mean, and $2 trillion, can it really tackle all that, Um, I don't know, I think the beginning where it was like fixing highways, fixing bridges, fixing airports, fixing transit systems, and installing uh, infrastructure for electric vehicles, Wow! If you don't blow through two trillion right there, uh, like if you still have money left over for fixing the water systems in the United States, installing broadband for every American, uh, constructing affordable housing, retrofitting schools, solidifying infrastructure, revitalizing manufacturing, creating high quality jobs—I mean, good God, you're really stretching that. Um,
2: Come on, man! The U.S. government's so good at stretching money—they've <laughs> done it time and time again. Come on.
0: Oh man, I know. I I get really excited when I see this stuff and I'm like really hopeful, but I don't, I don't know if all of it's feasible, but maybe they can get some of it done. And at least if this money is going to go towards something tangible. So,
1: you know, Phil, did you say the government's good at spending money? (laughs) Oh, sharing, (laughs) sharing, sharing, blowing money. (laughs) I will say
0: the one thing I actually disagree with on here, and it's probably going to get a lot of hate is this construction of affordable housing. I, I'm not a big, big fan of that. I, I think in this case, I think the the private economy can handle that. Yeah, houses are insanely expensive right now. And Nick okay. Strom, Nick Strom's already been texting me, Dean. Uh, you need a house? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know, man. I maybe I'll. You? You yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, everyone can uh,
1: afford them after the stimulus plan. <sighs> Come on, all housing affordable.
0: I just, yeah. There's, you know, there's so many. There's so many issues with when government gets involved with things. I think maybe building homes, the private economy should just handle that. But I know people are probably going to I mean,
2: personally, just like looking at the list, I was thinking like we like people can't get Verizon Fios in like Jersey because they,
0: yeah. they don't want to like lay down. the Yeah. Care. And there's another. So we're just,
2: just going to run it out to like the panhandle in Nebraska. And,
0: there's another perfect example. Some of these Internet companies are like monopolies. And do we really want to give them government money, my money, your money, our taxpayer money? That's why I'm kind of like, you know, building bridges is one thing that kind of benefits everybody. It's like a neutral thing that kind of everybody needs roads, you know, another neutral thing. Everybody needs everybody benefits from. But
1: yeah, I think the thought process behind it is good, especially, yeah. like I said, for people our age that are going to reap the benefits. People yeah. that are in their 60s, 70s, this yeah. stuff's going to take 10 years to get to the end of the project. Probably not as happy about it. They're going to be like, what do I care about your internet when I'm 85 years old? But um yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll reap the benefits of it. I just hope that it takes five years or ten years. It doesn't draw out over twenty years, and this becomes a ten trillion dollar not not a two
2: trillion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean personally, I just think like thirty to forty percent of this will stick. Yeah. In the plan. Yeah. That's an optimistic goal for me.
0: Yeah, you could kind of like again go on WhiteHouse.gov, read his plan. You can almost kind of like see through the BS, and as you read it, like when he's talking about revitalizing some of the, the, the infrastructure and he's given details on how it's going to be done. You're like, okay, you know, he's got some detail, but then when he gets down to like retrofitting homes, that's all it says, like with what, like, you know, and you can kind of like see through the BS and be like, all right, there's no details here. There's no real plan. Like this sounds good probably to get it through and passed and actually get the money, garner support. And then, you know, then they'll,
2: I'm reminded of an old John Oliver bit where he just says, throw in the word sustainable to anything and everyone will buy in. <laughs> Did he really say that? Uh, I don't know what it means. Environmental sustainability. What? Oh, God, I I yeah,
0: that. I'll support that. I'm in, I'm in. Wow, okay. I usually, yeah, that's. I like that. I like that. Good old John Oliver. I don't know. Do you You got anything else to add to that or how you feeling about it? I'm fine with it. Cause yeah.
1: I, I'll reap At least the benefits. We, and my kids yeah. will reap the benefits. You yeah. know, hopefully it it's all in... Good faith. Yeah. And like school says, the, if 30, 40%, hopefully it's the best 30, 40% of it, not the bullshit that we don't need, <laughs> like the refitting of homes or the yeah, affordable that, housing that we, how are we going to
0: like build? Yeah, exactly. Like we what, how are we going to choose what home to retrofit? You know, like what does that mean? I don't know.
2: I just want to add from the tax side, like everyone sees like <clears> the <throat> 21 to 28% and as like, just like a BLN number. And there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, the, the corporate tax rate before Trump was 35%. Right. Um, it just depends on, like, how the rules go forward with N- NOLs and and exemptions and stuff like that. But it, it definitely should go up from 21%, I agree. I, yeah. I I think Broom's right where it'll land at, like, 25%. Yeah. But, and that's wanted, good.
1: May, I, I mean, even, yeah. like, a step-up program, I think, would help, like— A lot of these companies, they can handle it easily, right? But not every company can. So, if you go 24% this year and 26, 28 over, you know, do it over two or three years, I think something like that would be smart.
0: I'm glad we can agree that taxes are important, though, because there are some folks that just start yelling, taxation is theft. (laughs) And it's like, we do get things from it, you know? Like, it sucks having to pay taxes, but it's also nice being able to drive on a road that's not dirt. (laughs) No, definitely (laughs) (laughs) not. Um... All right. Yeah. You want to do some stock? Picks? Yeah. Let's and throw some we'll stocks in there. Yeah.
1: Wrap that up. So I'm gonna plug myself here, as I like to do. I put out a fire pick of shift four payments ticker four, um, oh. on like four on the 25th, <laughs> and it was at seventy nine dollars, and today it's at like ninety four dollars. Wow. Um, so that thing's been flying. I paid played some calls in it, some call options, and made a nice bit of money there. Um, I hope. Someone out there followed along with me. Been post, posted it maybe three times. So, um, AMD giving away free money there, as yeah. Tony would say. A- AMD is one that we have in our fund. Um, kind of been chasing it myself personally, like since the mid '80s. Just Keep buying more, keep buying more. Say it's got to turn. Looks like it finally did turn around. Seventy-five. Um, I posted something. I liked it once. I saw the turn, like around seventy-seven, and it's up around eighty-two ish today. So that one looks alive. I, I just, the chip shortage is going on right now in America and I think even around the whole world. But um we'll recover from that it's sort of a cyclical ind- industry. Um so that those should all come back. They're going to be okay. Um and Tusk is another one that looks like it's alive for us. That's a uh, one that we put in the fund. It's an oil and energy play, um, up like about 10% since we got it. Chart still looks really enticing, so wouldn't be too late to, to dabble in that. Um, we bought Boeing, finally. We, we've been talking about this, talking it up since Boeing. 200. Ever. All of us love it. Um, we saw a little bit of a pullback from like 270 to 250, so we got a little bit. Uh, and we'll, we'll enter there. Um, I also have my eye on Apple. I already own it personally, but I, I would add to it if it if it gets to about 120. Um, it's definitely found a support level there, and it, it looks like it could be ready to take off. I'm not sure it even gets back to 120 at this point, but if it does, um, that's where I like it. And then just um, a couple new ones. Um, tops trading cards, like baseball cards. This I is have, wild. Yeah, everyone knows them. Um, And we had a a listener message us that we we should get into it or at least touch on it here. So I figured we would. I thought it was pretty cool. They're going to go public through a SPAC. Um, It's like M-U-D-S-A, the ticker is something today. Um, But pretty small company, $1.3 billion um, in, in market cap. So not expecting any huge splashes here. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's pretty good for cards, yeah. though, like trading yeah. cards. It's a fun one to That's
2: follow crazy. since we talk sports and all. Yeah. Um, I just want to add that the sports card market is on fire right now. Why? So Tom Brady's rookie card uh, like two or three years ago was four, went for 400000 and it went for like $2.5 Like, Are you kidding me? Week. So I don't want to get into this conversation today,
1: but it's because of NFTs, and it's like non— Does anyone know what to say? Non-fungible token, and it's related to, like, blockchain. Okay. So you can put things on this ledger, just like blockchain, of, you know, buying and selling it, and it gives it more hard value um, instead of just, like, intrinsic value. Or, um, and it, it started with, like, art, like, paint, um, paintings, and people's, like, music. Like, things that you can give a tangible value to now through these tokens. Wow. Um, and I think that's really got playing into this. The whole tops thing and the whole trading card, like, f- craze going on right now. Um, <laughs> we could, like, we'd have to do some research on that, the NFTs. I kind of get it, but uh, I don't you know, know enough. It, like, it's a whole it's a whole conversation.
2: And I'm not really sure if I 100% believe in
1: it. Yeah, it, it could fall apart still. It's, like, yeah. became cool, like, two months ago. Um just two other quick ones. Coursera was one that was a hot IPO just over like a w- week or two ago. I like um, this one. Yeah, so it's online learning, um, and it's getting a lot of attention, and it's up 50% since they IPO'd. I don't know how much money it'll make, but uh, I've taken classes on there before. Like for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, I've yeah. been watching Chegg for a while too, and it like kind of doubled last year in the pandemic, so it's it's had its run. Yeah, but um, they're getting into a lot of the online learning too, rather than just you know it as like renting and selling books, or I did back I in lo- college. I think it yeah, it's, it's a but good it, one it, to watch. It Makes sense if everyone's at home and you know colleges, yeah, even down to elementary
2: schools. Yeah, yeah, and I actually used some Coursera stuff like when I was getting my MBA as well. Really? Yep. Yeah, wow! I mean, even before so it's, the pandemic, there was,
1: you know, adult learning. A lot of it was just online. So,
0: so maybe they do have something here. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to watch them. That's we'll have one, to watch them. That's one I'd be interested in. Um, you know, if you see any dip, just take a stab. Yeah. You know, hold it long term. You're not going to hopefully, you're not going to see any huge spikes short term, but Right. It's, it's a hot one to watch. Um, and then the last one that kind of similar going back to my four pick, just looking at a chart. Um, LAD, which is Lithia Motors, so like the second largest um, public um, car company. Um, auto... Nation, I think is first, but um, so they're the second one, and I've been in them for a while. They do really, really well. They've made the adjustments to the online and deliver your driveway and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's coming to the bottom of the channel that it's in, kind of just like four did, and it bounced off. And you can kind of, um, I do the Fibonacci's and the and the channel, and you can kind of once it's in there and doing its thing, you can really kind of project where it's going next. So I'll shout it out if it hits the bottom of the channel and i and it looks like it's going to turn back up because then we'll probably have 10 20 run in it if it does what it's been doing so that's when i got my eye on to to see the continuation pattern all right i like it i think we had a, a couple listener questions i posted on the instagram do you want to take those dean do you or you want to read them to us i'll read it yeah yeah, yeah. um
0: so, listener saying, hello, new to buying stocks and wondering about two things. What is a limit order and do you suggest using it? I don't use it. I actually, I do market value.
1: Yeah. So, I would typically just do market value too. Yeah. Um, But in the beginning when you're new, I think it, it could, it said new listener, right? Yeah. So, Yeah. I, I mean, if you're new to the market, I think it's a good idea to use limit because um, for two reasons. When you put an order in, especially on Robinhood, say you put it in at like the stock's ten fifty. Sometimes it it'll just go for like ten sixty or ten seventy, and it's like I wanted it at ten fifty. Didn't want yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's not going to make or break you the twenty cents, but it's just yeah. more of like an annoyance, like a principle kind of thing. Yeah. But the other thing I, I, where I would use it is if a stock is at like sixty bucks and I want to buy it at fifty. Yeah. You can set it for like you know if you have some of these more advanced platforms set a s- low limit yeah set it as you know if it hits 50 then buy it
0: and that way you don't got to watch it and you can yeah. i don't use them that much but you can set like a number of days you want it to sit at that limit right
2: yeah you Is can that set it forever really oh, okay okay but there you can also space it out for like a month if you
0: and then it kind of, but the the only downside i see to that cuz i i did do it a few times um i did it when i was buying alumina and i you know, i had a a, a a limit sell actually But, um, I didn't like it because I was, after I started thinking about, you know, if you have money just sitting there waiting and it never gets to that low limit, then you could have invested in it and then you missed it and then your opportunity is gone. And that's why I, that's why I kind of got away from it and I just do market value, but.
2: It's funny that Vroom brought up Robinhood because I actually did use the limit orders on Robinhood. Did you? Just to avoid giving them an extra 20 cents or Oh, they charge you for- Whatever they're like going to like round it up. Oh. I was like, it, it's like peanuts in the end, but I was just like, why give them more money? Oh, well, okay. Well,
0: then I, I definitely see value to it then. Like if they're going to charge you less to invest using limits, then yeah.
1: And so if this listener was on Robinhood, I bet you this is what's happening. Yeah. They noticed that You know, they're putting it in at twelve fifty, and they're they're- um, cost basis is twelve seventy. Yeah, and they're like, what the hell just happened? Okay, so yeah. if you put in the limit, it, it'll make it twelve fifty. You you limit it to what you want.
0: I did not know um, that.
1: So That's, yeah, it's 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 worth it. But you know, if you're investing for the long term, right, those twenty cents aren't going to make a difference, right, right.
2: I would say conversely on the sell side, if if you're day trading something and you have like a good um like portfolio of like management and you just want to like lose eight percent on a stock at any time or eight to 10%, you set like that limit order for it to sell no matter what. Right. Or if you go on vacation and you can't follow it or <sighs> you're down on like a cruise ship, whatever, like you don't need to worry about getting killed.
0: Right. Oh, I think that's great advice. Yeah.
1: I think what you just said, it, I set limit orders all the time when I play an option, a call option, they move so fast. So I'll set, I'll buy something. And if it goes up 10%, I'll set the limit order at what I bought it for. So that way I know I have no risk of losing money. If it, It can go up, it can keep going, but if it goes to where I bought it, then it's just going to sell there. It's going to be an even trade.
0: So it looks like there's a second part to this. It says, when buying a stock, do you suggest buying in dollar amount or whole shares? You got any uh, opinion on that?
1: That's kind of a Robin Hood question again. Okay. This is a new thing. Not many people buy partial shares. It's it's really new. It's for newer investors that want to buy an Amazon that's $3,300. And, you know, right. I, I want Amazon, but I only got 500. You can buy 500 worth of Amazon. Right. For that, I think it's smart. You know, if you only have 1500 and you want a third of your portfolio to be Amazon, it's smart. Then do that. Definitely. But yeah. I wouldn't be buying partial shares on like $50, $60 stocks. If right. if you don't have that much, then you probably shouldn't be investing in it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, one more question. We more have qu- okay. a question from Mike. Um, Sorry just came in on Instagram not too long ago. Um, how do you guys go about limiting your tax obligations on short-term capital gains? So I'll give my quick answer. I don't think there really is a way to limit it. Um, if you have any losers, you could sell them. And right. if you have a $5,000 profit on one that you're expecting short-term gains tax, then you have a $2,000 loser. Then you net it out and it's 3000 But there's no real way to get rid of it. I don't believe you guys can quote me if I'm wrong. If you if you're doing short term trading, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, I, I mean I have nothing to add. I agree.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything to add either. I mean we can definitely look into this. I there's nothing that I know of. Um I would you know, and this is my investing style. I I, I really like staying in things for the long term and um it sounds like it you know that you have to pay more taxes for selling it short than You know that if you hold it for 12 months or more, you're not going to owe as much. So I would, you know, if it's a stock that you feel strongly about, I would recommend staying it for the long haul. And, you know, then you only owe 15% or less in some cases.
1: I have a different outlook on it than Dean, I think, because (laughs) I'm fine with short-term training. I even like it sometimes. It's just more exciting if you have the time to watch stuff. But um I think you know, even if you're getting taxed fifty percent, which isn't the real rate, but you know, if I make a thousand bucks and I get taxed fifty percent on it, I still got five hundred bucks that I didn't have a couple hours ago. Still making money. So yeah. I you know, I wouldn't really worry about it if depending on what you're doing, but if you're making quick money, it's more money than you had before you started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think what episode was it um the Doge, Dogecoin? Is that two? I think like four. Four. We had your buddy on. Four. The only thing I, I, uh, if we had any listeners from that listening now, I think he was telling us about one of his friends who uh, backed out of like Ethereum and then bought into Doge and then Doge went down and then they ended up owing a ton of taxes. Yeah, that's the only downside is, you know, just be careful, you know selling your profits and then investing in a loser because you're going to owe a lot of taxes at yeah. the end of that so just be very careful day trading and um be careful with the profits be careful with the profit <laughs> they can go as easy as they come
1: cool that was it is that the
0: last question all right
1: yeah that was cool but keep those questions coming i i thought that's fun and hopefully we help someone
0: i like them yeah all right let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll be right back <laughs> We are back to our regularly scheduled program. This was going to be uh, the political conversation of the the podcast, but Scott's not here, and the topic we were going to cover this time was gun control, given how big of an issue this is in the country now. And yeah, Scott's working OT. Maybe is he with his girl? I don't know. I think know.
2: he's working OT to buy more guns. It's, <laughs> it's just a complex process. I'm not really sure.
0: That's his gun control. Buy more guns. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna skip. We're gonna not. Get rid of the gun control debate slash conversation. We're we'll gonna run back to it in like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring it in the next one. So we're gonna go right to sports and uh wow. We Baylor. Got,
2: we got our ass kicked by HHM pod.
0: I was really thinking that we were gonna win. We, I really we started off so hot. Real hot. Red hot. Too bad that last game's worth so many points. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous.
2: <laughs> and then they nailed the entire like thing. They got Baylor right. Yeah. Most people had like Gonzaga winning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh we're gonna have to follow up with H H M Pod and uh and well first of all, congratulations to them. Uh I will say it probably would have been a little bit embarrassing if a financial podcast beat a sports podcast. So I can't be too sour about it. I was kinda hoping we would win just for bragging rights, but uh yeah, we're gonna have to follow up with them and uh see what see what our punishment is for, <laughs> for losing. Um so yeah.
2: I don't know. I mean, did you get a chance to watch the uh final?
0: No, I didn't actually.
2: So, obviously, we were at the Phillies game, but I saw the second half, and clearly the better team won. It, and Gonzaga was one of the best. If they won the championship, they probably would have been one of the best college teams ever. Yeah. Um, but just Baylor's uh, defense, all-tournament, was the their calling card. And they, it started with Nova. They were losing in the second half. And I think that was the Sweet 16, right? Yeah. Um, and ever since then, they really turned it yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And um, congrats to the Baylor Bears. Love it. Um, I guess let's like, talk about our four way competition our, our WTF pod I know you want to brag about it <sighs>
0: there's nothing to brag about I, I'm not a, a sports genius but I am happy that I didn't lose to Scott that is the only thing I'm happy about it's like the fact that he was so fired up when we recorded at his house talking shit to everybody and then he came in last
1: to, put, you, it, to put it lightly he was third? fired up talking shit he was,
0: <laughs> he was so fired up dude um, I mean, you you won called me out several times.
1: You won because you picked Baylor, right? I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. That that sealed the
2: deal.
0: I mean, it's still a pretty good pick. No, you you had a good yeah. I yeah. think
2: you had the percentages right. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the percentages. So H H M Pod was in the 99.7th percentile, which is unreal. That's, That's up there. Um, second place was Old Boy. Woo eighty nine point nine. Woo. He wants to round it to ninety, but we'll keep it at eighty nine.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, I wanted that A. I second, wanted that A instead of that B+. plus. place
2: was our podcast, 76.6. I mean, that's really good.
0: That's not bad. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, fourth was me, 74.9. Fifth, Scotto, 66. And then bringing up the rear, Broom with the old 29%. Do you want to explain yourself? <laughs> <Do> I, <laughs>
1: I went with a lot of long shots. All right? I just went off the grid here. If something crazy happened, I would have won. You hit that Oral Roberts, though. That
0: that was a good one for you. That's
1: this, this is true.
0: Yeah, that that's got to feel good.
1: I I picked I it in our uh, in our our bracket. I know there. it like I didn't have
0: the uh, the nuts to do it on my bracket.
2: I remember like looking after day one or day two, like Broome was like in the top. Like yeah, he he was like nine nine. He was crushing it. Yeah, it, and then yeah. started started leveling out and
0: yeah. Oh man, what well, I think what hurt us bad was the Iowa. I really thought Iowa was going to beat Gonzaga, but they who they lose to Oregon or something in yeah. like the second they round, have a chance to win horrible. Gonzaga. So that was a little disappointing. I actually really liked the fact that we were riding with Bama, but that was again that was disappointing.
1: I mean, so you gave us Iowa, so yeah. If you would have gave us Gonzaga instead,
0: it would have helped a little.
1: And then it would have been: did we pick Gonzaga to win it or not? I yeah, so we probably still we would have still lost. Yeah.
2: have yeah. been in like the 85th percentile or something.
0: Yeah. And then who was on, who was who was um what region was that? Who was uh Alabama's bracket who went on? Was it Michigan? It wasn't Michigan.
2: That was me. I had Alabama coming out. But who who Did was, was actually UCLA. in the final 4?
0: UCLA, that's right. Thank I you. Mean, if anyone b- actually, they if I want to
2: pick UCLA to get to the final <laughs> 4, please text me <laughs> so I can bet your picks forever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You actually I think we're the one that called
1: this Um, before the bracket, though, before the tournament started, that you said those play-in teams, sometimes one of them usually makes a run because they get a little momentum from that first
2: game. Yeah. Yeah, when I was on the HHM pod, um, VCU, when they first did this first four, VCU was in the first four at the time, and they ran it all the way to the final four, similar to UCLA. And I think that what happens is these kids get out like the nervousness in the first game. And then they they're used to where they're playing, and the other team is like, oh this is the first time I'm playing, and then they just kind of just get the ball rolling. I like, I like it. it. Yeah.
1: Way to uh, way to go, <laughs> calling that out.
2: Uh, that stuck out
1: to me from before we started, so that was good. Good call. And now I'm I'm probably gonna like play on that in the future, like at least take one of them teams like kind of far.
0: I think you did in the group text say just pick Baylor. So in case we like get to the the final four yeah. and it's close, at least we can like. Because we knew cancel them were, out. Yeah, we knew
1: they were going to pick Baylor. Yeah, we so <laughs> yeah, just came yeah. down to the early round games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are, yeah. what are you going to do? There's always next year. It was fun though. It was a lot of fun.
2: I I did have UCI in the Sweet 16. I will give myself a shout out there. But that's you pretty, did. That's yeah, better than most people had them. Yeah. Um. The other thing was the Pac-12 killed it in the tournament. I know. Um. Jalen Suggs made a case to go number one over Cade Cunningham. Trying to think, uh, who's the uh, who's the guy for UCLA that stood out? say?
1: Yeah, he was a transfer
2: too. Yeah, so he really oh, increased his wow. NBA draft stock. He was <sighs> probably going to go undrafted, and now he might be going to the back end of the first round. I think he was at like Kentucky, right? Yeah, he was getting no like burn. Yeah, he wow. Was, he was like he's six a West, man. He's a West Coast guy. Yeah, he's
1: from LA, and then he went home because of COVID, and he was like, "All right, I'm just going to go somewhere local," and went went to UCLA, and then just like. Carried them, had an awesome season, awesome tourney. Do you think he's going to go pro this year, or do you think he's going to run it back one more year?
2: I think i will run it back one more year just to build on some fundamentals. Um, But he wasn't even on the radar of these NBA teams. Yeah.
0: That was a good move on his part.
2: Well, sweet. We'll,
1: we'll do it again next year. It gave us something to, to follow. I like that. Yeah. But um,
0: did you? So how about your work leagues? Did you guys win any of them?
1: I came in fourth. Fourth, one out of the money. Yeah.
0: Was your work league bracket like this one here?
1: Yeah, same thing. I, was and, on, and
0: you only fin- and you still it, came in fourth. It was on CBS. Wow. I
1: I've had a couple of them though. I think I filled out three, and wow. I filled out one that was like super chalk. Yeah. And I had Gonzaga beating Baylor in the final. Okay. Yeah. So there was two people that picked Baylor, and then just one guy that had like one better pick than me. So
2: if you picked Baylor, would you have won the the pool?
1: No, because the two people also had Houston.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I had Illinois winning uh, the championship and they lost in the second round. So I lost my work pool. What about you?
0: I won mine, but all I got was a six pack. I guess I shouldn't say all I got. It's kind of a, you know, in the science world, it's very nerdy. So (laughs) I
1: think that's like a pretty good present.
2: Maybe if they're like 20% peers, that's worth it. (laughs) sure that's why (laughs) all
1: golden monkeys that's why you won it's it's a bunch of scientists no one watched any sports there (laughs) dude the other people that you only know because of us i won by one point and
0: almost lost to this girl but she said her boyfriend like filled the whole bracket out for i was like this is bullshit Uh, that's cheating i know that is cheating well
2: (laughs) don't split the beers with him
0: yeah oh hell no anyway i'll split them with you guys at least we'll get something out of this
1: yeah so, last night, I this is a super exciting time of the year. I love when you get, like, all these leagues playing at the same time. Yeah. We literally had a Philly triple header last night. Um, God, love they, that. We didn't get the best results. Only the Sixers won. Um, but I love just, like, flipping back and forth. If you can get to a bar where there's, like, multiple packages, they got it all going next to each other. It's, like, literally the best time of year. When you guys
0: were there, was um, Xfinity open? Like, or has they got that shut down?
1: I think it was... Opening an hour before or something, was that the case, or do you know? I'm not really sure. Okay, yeah, I know there was like a line waiting outside. We got to get well, when I it gets know.
0: warmed up, they got all that outdoor area, maybe we will open up. Yeah, we sure, yeah. we got to get out there as soon as it gets nice, get some Jenga. Was that you? We were playing Jenga, mm-hmm. <laughs> the giant Jenga, giant Jenga wood yeah.
1: Jenga, the fireplaces. Yeah, they're outdoors, yeah. awesome, love that. But yeah, so the Sixers got a dub, but uh, everyone else didn't look too good. But Phillies started hot 4 0. Uh, I mean, I guess they were due for a loss. They, we th- were yelling. They were going 162 and 0 on the way out of the stadium, but we, we know that wasn't realistic. I uh, actually believe that. As your <laughs> raw dog, high fiving people on your <laughs> way out. Yeah. But uh, do they, yeah, so they do went. they
0: do they post like uh, World Series chances this early in the season? Like, can you bet on like? Yeah, yeah. Where are they at? Do you know?
2: They're on Fanduel. Like, you can't do it like in the middle of games. Like, the, but they'll put them up in the morning. Again. Oh, okay. And then I probably Phillies have actually probably dropped. Yeah. Just because they're 5-1 and one now. They won today. Yeah. Um, every time we went 5-1, and one, or I would say we went 5-1 five, five in the first six games five times. Three of those years were 1993, 2010, and 2011, which are three of our best seasons. Wow. So, it's a good start. Wow. Dropping knowledge. Yeah. It's, wow. It's not It's not a nothing start. Yeah. And our pitching's look great, except for Vincent Velasquez. I, I can't even call him Vinny. He it sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man, we got to
0: get to Do you game. think
2: maybe, like, I don't think the
1: expectations were super high this year. Do you think that, like, takes some of the weight off their shoulders, like, you know, just makes them swing a little easier and just, you know, play a little
2: easier? I mean, we were predicted to go, like, our, our Vegas number was 81 or 81.5, wherever you got it. So we are predicted to be a 500 team. I think that, like, just our, like, our fans are, like, so loud. Like, just even having, like, this homestand with 11,000 people, which is 25%. It's it's clearly helping out.
0: It's got to do something. Yeah. As we it's got to be it, so yeah. weird being in a huge stadium and it's just cricket, yeah. I mean, it's like just the, empty, you kids,
2: know. I mean, these kids, these guys, um, <laughs> these, these kids. They, they played sixty games in front of nobody. I mean, yeah. It's it's got to be like when you're used to like all that jazz, and yeah. like All that juice inside of you, and it's just like, ugh. like it's got to be boring.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Philly, this is what our city's known for,
2: right? Like imagine like the Eagles like going on that playoff run and no one was there. To right, dude, right. <laughs> I mean just, like would Nick Foles have done that? Probably not.
0: It's hard to get fired up. Yeah. You, all you got is your buddies slapping your butt cheeks. Yeah. That doesn't get you too fired <laughs> yeah. up, you know?
1: Yeah. I think uh <laughs> Lauren was telling me when I got home that like I was like, "Oh, he, like the atmosphere was crazy. I couldn't believe it whatever." And she was like, "Yeah, uh, I was watching the post game or whatever. It just came." Yeah, I was eating it. Oreo Mountain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oreo you know, <we're> Mountain. Watching <laughs> the post game, and she said, uh, Reese Hoskins said the same thing. Like he's he was like, oh, he? "I couldn't believe how loud it was in here. Like the the fans like made this night incredible. Like you know, he spoke to it and wasn't even like asked directly. Like he kind of brought it up that it was incredible.
0: That makes me so happy, just knowing that this is all coming to an end, dude. Oh my
1: god." Yeah, people are excited. That I mean, definitely that night. Like, people you could just tell people. Were yeah, so just thrilled to be in that stadium. I mean, Scott, he could say it himself, but like he kept saying, like, "Oh, I'm back in my happy place." Like, "Oh yeah, we're back." Like, "Here we are." Like, you know, he kept commenting on it. I'm sure that's like everybody in there
2: though.
0: It's a good year yeah. for Scott.
2: Yeah, it sounds a lo- it sounds a little cheesy, but like it's true. Like it's awesome. Yeah, I know. and it just like it looked like the Phillies Mets rivalry was back since like. 2010 like 20, oh i love that yeah um strangers yelling at each other that like <laughs> haven't really seen other strangers you know they're just like finally out no po- no police just,
0: like, reports no like yeah. what what happened that one time like some guy threw up on a little girl one time or something Yeah, well, she was asking for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> no i don't nothing know nothing cra- nothing like that right yeah nothing oh like thank that. god thank god
2: it's, it's crazy because like i was telling you before the pod is that they're you can only buy seats in, in in groups of two, three, or four. Right, and so we had we got four seats, and then like half of the row is like zip tied up for the seats. Wow! So you okay. can't even like sneak down and like sit next to somebody.
1: Okay, it's, it's also, just a little weird. It's also weird because like we're there like four grown men sitting next to each other, and there's a bunch of fucking seats around us. I'm like, yo, can you move down one? He's like, no, it's zip tied. I'm like, what that's got to be
0: kind of like in a weird way, kind of nice though. You don't feel I mean, so claustrophobic, yeah, like,
1: strangers. But it'd be nice to space a seat out, and when yeah. you're sitting between Scott and Dave, and got no ballroom, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Scott literally sitting like wide legged and I was like, "Dude, come on, man. dude, stop <laughs> hitting my knees."
1: Oh <laughs> my
0: but god, yeah,
2: that was one drawback. That and the and the purchasing of food, but overall, good time, good time.
0: Oh man, all right. Well, we got we got to do a uh, WTF pod. Yeah, hopefully, like baseball things are
2: like pretty open by then. Yeah, maybe fifty, seventy five percent
1: live stream. Podcast <laughs> from from the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that uh that covers the Phillies. I mean, we only yeah. touched on the Flyers for a second. They they've been getting their ass beat, but they're trying to get Hart some some momentum. I know he played the other night and lost. I just checked. He's going to start the next game too. So, so I do think
2: for him? yeah, the, get his back? yeah.
1: They sent him down actually, and they they brought Lion up. But uh, that's when you know it's getting bad. But I think it's the best thing to do. Just throw them in there, you know. Now that you're you're not so much, um, you know, one of the top tier teams, and just just let them play it get out. Get some reps. Uh, yeah, play it yeah. out. It, it'll get out of the system soon, hopefully. But um, they'll still they're still hanging in there. I'm sure they'll make the playoffs. But they'll just be a much lower seed. They were first place for a while, but we'll we'll see how it shakes. I mean, they also cut or uh, waved Ghost. He cleared waivers and then he's been back in and playing well. Like he scored a goal last night. Oh, really? So who knows? They they just I really feel like they don't know what they're doing. They're like the old saying, like they lost their identity kind of thing. So we'll see how it all plays out. But that's enough on them. How about the Sixers though? They're they're doing much much better. Embiid's back. What do you think?
2: It's good to see the the old boy out there again. Not you, old <laughs> boy. but Three and a half weeks without him. It was just like. This team needs him. He brings a certain energy to it. Um, I think we've won, like, what, like 10 of our past 12, something like that. Something crazy. It, and we play the Nets next Wednesday, I believe, and that will be a, a playoff preview for sure because I think all three Nets guys, Harden just did just um, tweak his hand me a little bit, uh, but KD's going to be back. KD just got cleared today. Yeah, and Kyrie will be back as, as long as he doesn't have, like, Mental breakdown again. But, yeah, that should be a playoff um, preview. I mean, that should be the Eastern Conference Finals if everything breaks f- right. Bucks will Bucks will give us a shot, too. but I think Embiid is still in line to win the MVP. That's the only
1: other thing I wanted to touch on. Um,
2: I did look this up today. Jokic was minus 150 still as a favorite. Wow. Well, and, and I think Embiid was like 4 or 5 to 1.
1: So Jokic is still the favorite right now, but I really, I think Tiger said this, like he's just not popular enough. He's never going to get, you know, all these people from other big cities to vote for him and and all these other analysts who it's the uh, like the you got to be on the board or whatever to vote. Right. You got to have a voting seat. Like, it's mostly analysts and, like, news writers and stuff like that. Yeah, media. So, I don't think the media from all these other cities are are necessarily going to vote for him, as people from other cities would vote for Embiid or LeBron, because they're just such a bigger personality and playing on a bigger major market team.
2: Yeah, so I would say just, I got the odds up. I would say it's down to a four-team race. Jokic is down to minus one forty minus 145. Embiid's plus 360. And then... Giannis and James Harden are plus 950. After that, it falls off. Dame Lower, it's 11 to 1. And then I wouldn't take anyone after that. I mean, maybe jo- Joel's not a bid at 3.6 to 1. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And he's just been out. I wouldn't be surprised if
2: that line moves over the next two or three weeks, whatever we got left. Yeah. So throw an extra 50 on there if you got it from your stimulus still. <laughs> maybe uh, try to clear it almost like 170. You know, not a bad deal. Yeah. There it is. We're making you money. All right, so it's Masters week. Let's uh let's take let's make some picks, broom. I know you golf a little bit. We, we both suck, but uh let's let's make some bets here. We got uh Bryson and DJ co favorites at a uh, plus nine fifty. Generally, I don't really bet these favorites. Uh, DJ really dominated it last year at the Masters. It, it was weird because of COVID they played in the fall, and I think he won by like five or six strokes, which is really unheard of at the masters just because like the best golfers in the world are there. Um, but just looking at this list right now is, uh, someone that I like as well is, uh, John Rahm. He's 12 to one. Uh, so I was going to pick
1: Ricky Fowler, but apparently <laughs> he, he's not playing. He's, he's my favorite golfer that that's who I like to follow. Um, other than that, um I'm looking at Brooks Kepka on this list at plus 2800. I don't personally like him. I think he's a little cocky and has won a little bit too much for his true talent level. But um I think that's some value there. Um
2: up towards the top, I'd probably go JT. So yeah, one other one I want to add is uh Colin Morikawa. He's already won one major. He's 24. Um his trajectory right now, it's really like Putting him on pace to be like where JT and Rory are right now. Um, he's twenty nine to one. Um, golf is such a like a long shot. You just don't don't go crazy on these. Maybe put like twenty five dollars. Um, one other long shot. Uh, we'll go Sung Sung J M. He's thirty nine to one. And one last one. will go Scotty Scheffler at forty seven to one.
1: I just wanted to, th- to reiterate that I do suck at golf. I did get out, <laughs> I did get out on the links this past Sunday, uh, Easter morning. Turned out beautiful. Um, played J C Melrose here in PA, um, and it was my first round of the year, so little rusty. But um, I played horrible.
0: Did it feel good to get out there though?
1: Uh, yeah, it it was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> got got to see some friends, have a couple beers before Easter dinner. Get get a little tuned up. It's so. always a good time. Yeah. How many balls did you pick up on par fives? I actually didn't do any picking up. When you saw me play last, when I when I get to drinking and playing a lot, then I start like giving up on holes and I, I think what you're alluding to was when we went <laughs> were at John's Batser party and I think Tiger was playing and he bet me that like he could hit less strokes than I could throw the ball to the pin in. <laughs> so oh we, we were God. throwing the ball <laughs> down the, down the fairway. Um, I've done that a couple of times. You I think it's, bet. I think it's a pretty cool bet. I won the bet, but your arm, if you're pe- playing a, a par five, I don't, I don't throw a baseball or a golf ball. in in this case, very often, Threw my arm out pretty quick. I like, bet after five or six throws of throwing as hard as I could, like <laughs> I was losing my distance quick. Yeah, it's a five hundred yard hole. <laughs> yeah. oh so t- didn't didn't uh, didn't pick the ball up and throw it at all this time. Holy shit!
2: Good story though. I like that. Yeah. With that, that'll wrap up sports for us, I think.
0: And with that, I think we're gonna wrap up the pod episode eight in the bag. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.